Hey guys, we have a really incredible interview for you today and we're super excited for you to hear it. Uh, but we do want to let you know that we had some technical difficulties towards the beginning of the interview. So it'll be a little bit rough to get started, but hang in there because it does get better as the interview goes on. We promise. Thanks as always. We love you. Bye. Welcome back to the Joe Rogan Experience. I mean, the This American Life uh, S-Town. Uh, no, Freakonomics. Uh, pod save. Uh, you know what? Bees all start to blend together after a while, so why don't we just call it the daily and move on, shall you? And now here are the biggest household names in podcasting you've never heard of because you don't own a house. Alison Goldberg and Jennifer Jabula. everybody. I'm Jen. I'm Allie. Welcome to Two Girls, One Podcast. Allie and I are performers. We have used the internet as a script in a live show called Blogologues. For a lot of years, we performed in front of a live audience. We would take Reddit threads, Craigslist posts, anything you could find online and play different characters, thinking about who could be saying it, why. Um, and over time, we developed a web series called Two Girls, One Show that can be found on Hoo-Ha-Ha. And in that series, we interview people behind the internet posts we've been performing for years. And then we take their advice and go on these scripted adventures in an effort to better understand who they are. And that eventually led us right here today to working on Two Girls, One Podcast with The Daily Dot and Mr. Matt Silverman. And uh, we are now interviewing people we find interesting from the internet. So welcome. Ali, how are you doing? I've been better. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Does this have to do with insomnia? I haven't slept since the 80s. <laughs> since the womb. Yeah, no, it's bad. It's real bad. But anyway, how are you? I'm good. I, well, I, are you at least having some cool hallucinations or something? I don't know. <laughs> no, I got to start just doing drugs. I was really straight anti up. doing the drugs. And yeah. now I think it's just going to be fucking acid every night. You know, oh, just might as well. All sorts of drugs. I thought you meant NyQuil. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe I'll try that one too. But I just feel like if you're going to do drugs, make them exciting, you know? Yeah, yeah. Start with NyQuil. It's the gateway and then, uh, you know, get to acid eventually. That's what they used to teach us in D.A.R.E. They'd be like, never do NyQuil. It's a gateway drug. It's true. To ayahuasca. Why don't you do some ayahuasca? <laughs> <To> ayahuasca. <laughs> I would love to do some ayahuasca. I was actually supposed to over the holidays, but... I didn't. <laughs> cool story. story. It's your, your family tradition. <laughs> Holidays tradition. Got together with the uncles and the aunts. Well, I was gonna. I was gonna go to the, to the oracles and the aunts. <laughs> the, the uncles, aunts, mom, dad. Uh, let's do some ayahuasca around the tree. Oh, I thought you said oracles and the aunts, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, no, I was gonna maybe go on a trip to Brazil with some friends and hike in the Amazon and then do some ayahuasca, which sounded awesome. But flights to Brazil over the holidays are hella expensive. Yeah, yeah. Um, but guys, I like to change topics. <laughs> <laughs> let's I'll, definitely do that listen i got some friendly feedback i got some i got some feedback on this podcast and here's what i heard yeah. i heard that we're seeming yeah. pretty friendly lately and that ali and i are not ignoring matt enough <laughs> <laughs> so just throw that out there i'm not gonna lie i've gotten that feedback too people <laughs> i really have my friends like, are, why are you guys laughing so much yeah my friends are like now you're just like hanging out with matt like what's going on <laughs> so fuck you matt get in your corner yeah <laughs> got it I'll, I'll, I'll be here if you need me jen how are you doing let's talk about anything else okay well i'm good um a because i took a little trip this weekend and i went out on a boat Ooh, i like and boats. um 
<laughs> it was a speedboat, so it was slightly terrifying. But in retrospect, it was really fun. Um, and I met some seals that were awesome. What? And uh, Did you name them? No, I didn't. Well, I that didn't. was an oversight. I was. If you were there, that's what we would have done. Uh, but, but part B of this is that I'm really excited for today's show. For a few reasons. Well, one, the topic is awesome. So we're interviewing the woman who founded something called Subtle Asian Dating. It's um, a hub online on Facebook where people can auction off their single friends by posting dating profiles for them. And um, I just thought it'd be really fun to write a dating profile for you, Allie. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> you did? Yeah. Wait, I want to say that we should we should just clarify one tiny thing, which is that it's an offshoot of Subtle Asian Traits. Yes which is very popular. Subtle Asian Traits is a Facebook group that took off and I think it has like millions of members now. We may try to contact someone from there as well. And it was basically uh, people sharing their funny thoughts, memes, feelings about like being Asian in the West. Uh, I'm a little concerned that no matter how I describe it, I'm going to sound like a racist. Um, but anyway, it was super, super popular. A lot of the posts apparently were about dating. So then there was this spinoff, Subtle mm -hmm. Asian Dating, and we ended up getting in touch with the creator of that group. Yeah. And so people are posting for their friends on this, sometimes unbeknownst <laughs> to their friends, sharing the photos they would like to share, writing really funny, um, arguably not subtle, uh, like sort of advertisements for why their friends are so great, uh, using a lot of caps, uh, maybe memes sometimes, I'm not quite sure, but emoji are like a huge thing on the site too. Um, so they're really fun posts. Yeah. I should clarify... That Jen and I don't know too much because you have to, they're private groups. And as white people, we don't want to join. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't think it would be, I don't think, I don't know if that's appropriate. So we did yeah. not request to join. So we don't know as, only, we only know the coverage that we've read about the group, but we haven't been able to see the groups themselves. That's right. Got it. So we were able to see a few examples, though, of what the posts look like. Um, and they're, they're super fun. So I thought I would write one for you, Allie. <laughs> would you like to hear it? This is the nicest thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> okay, well, let's see what you think after I read it. Okay, this is my friend Allie. Now, we're just going to have to imagine we're seeing this online. Okay, so just picture like five increasingly hot pictures in increasingly ridiculous outfits. Went to Yale, hot body. We'll be your burning man bae. We'll try any food with you from a hole in the wall or a street cart, which means she's a cheap date. East Coast grit, West Coast chill. She enjoys a onesie unironically. Survived a monkey attack with the scars to prove it. <laughs> and then I, I ripped this line directly from one that was already posted. Not your average boring ass gal. She got that character and personality and real life experience. <laughs> I think that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> that, that's every Alley story from the podcast rolled into one perfect profile slash resume, I would say. That could have been on LinkedIn. Yeah. If people recognize those references, if you recognize all of them, we'll give you a prize. I'm, I mean, I'll give you a prize. <laughs> I didn't approve this with Matter Alley. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm in. Okay. <laughs> I've been so sad about my sleep deprivation because it's literally a torture device that's used in like war, I think. But that made me so happy. <laughs> are, are you crying? <laughs> Tears of happiness? <laughs> I have so many mixed emotions right now about life, but that was so lovely. <laughs> I endorse this message. <laughs> now I feel bad I didn't write you one. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Jen, she's tall. She <laughs> likes farmers and beers <laughs> and yoga. <laughs> 
she's a she's a fine ass bitch <laughs> and she's very eloquent oh thanks Allie. was that good i like she's a fine ass <laughs> bitch and she's eloquent i'm not but you are <laughs> well we we have to take a quick break before we get into our interview but first we have to double down on our new segment listening to voicemails from the listeners <laughs> Hey kids, how's it going? I was listening to your podcast and guess what I heard? I heard me. I heard my voice. That was awesome. Thanks for playing it. I'm Lewis, by the way. I am actually in Puerto Rico right now listening to you guys. I told you, man, I move around a lot. And uh, you know what? You guys have actually made me look forward to Mondays, like for the first time, because I listen to you on uh, TuneIn, and every Monday we get a new episode. Like, you really have made me actually look forward to Mondays. So, uh, thanks, and I will both definitely keep you posted on uh, where I'm going. Uh, it's not going to stop here. It's going to keep coming. So, uh, awesome, guys. Thanks for playing my, uh, my voicemail. I still uh, love you as always. Still unemployed, but on the track to uh, getting a real job soon. Probably in China, so there will be a lot more of these... Uh, where is Lewis now kind of uh, messages. So uh, that was it. Thank you, guys. And uh, I will uh, talk to you soon. Lewis strikes again. Who the fuck is this international man of mystery? <laughs> I know. For a second, I thought he worked for TuneIn. He was really pushing that hard. <laughs> but then, see, you're still looking. Next time you call, tell us what line of work you're in. Unless, look, you, he hasn't said that yet, right? No, I don't think no, so. Uh, just an unemployed drifter who listens to podcasts. We know nothing about Lewis. Wait, wait <laughs> where was the last country that we the voicemail was from? I feel like was he it made Croatia. Yeah, I feel like he made a big yeah. leap to Puerto Rico. It's like not. I feel like he's not nearby where the last voicemail was from. Also, Louis, do you have an around the world ticket? How is this working out for you? Um, also, why are you so much cooler than we are? Exactly. Also, we love you too. I want to go somewhere crazy. Louis wanted to go to Brazil to do ayahuasca and then just went. Like he's way cooler than than you. I'll see you there, Louis. Oh yeah, no, that's true. He already went. Ah, uh, damn it. Okay, is there another one? No, that's it for now. All right. <laughs> well, good segment, <laughs> well, guys. Call us. <laughs> um, it, that would listen to the listener singular. Uh, I still personally think a good, a good series would be Sloth Sleuth. <laughs> you guys remember that one? Yeah. Also, sloths are making a comeback. I was in a bookstore the other day. There's a whole line. Did of they ever leave? <laughs> well, there's this whole line of sloth literature now. That's like live like a sloth act like a sloth. I actually picked up one of the books because it was so cute. And it's um, all this like, you know, self-helpy advice for how to slow down. <laughs> I don't think they ever left. You know why? Because they're too slow. <laughs> they couldn't. Good point. Good point. Alex. Yeah. <laughs> they're trying to leave. Yeah, they've been trying to leave for a long ass time. And humans are like, you're adorable. Pick them back up. You know what I mean? All right. We, we do have to get to a break, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about sloths again when we come back after these words from our sponsor. <laughs> Whether you are a real vampire, a robot vampire, a, a werewolf with a taste for human blood, a, a vampire werewolf, a robot vampire werewolf, or some silly creature that sparkles in the sunlight, one thing is certain: <laughs> you, you need, need blood, blood to survive. To survive. 
<laughs> and not like regular humans who need blood inside their circulatory system. You need blood inside your stomach. Hey, everyone is different. Hey. Who are we to judge? We're just glad the mad scientists who brought you mana and health energy potions have turned their sick sights on providing an energy drink for those of us who need to drink blood to stay happy. <laughs> they created the human blood caffeinated energy potion. Human blood caffeinated energy potion is the same color and consistency of real blood. It has many of the same nutrients of the Rubicon liquid we love to consume. Love Love to consume uh, protein, electrolytes, electrolyte, caffeine, and has a delectable fruit punch flavor. Human blood caffeinated energy potion is great for the undead who need a little pick-me-up without wanting to give away their condition. <laughs> and it comes in resealable transfusion-style pouches to remind us of the real substance we all lust for. And for fun... Human, human blood, blood caffeinated, caffeinated energy, energy potion. potion. Drinking blood isn't just for the undead anymore. <laughs> Allie, would, would you drink blood? Mm, no, I don't think so. I mean, you know, I'll try most things just to, you know, for the story, but I don't think I would try blood. But are we talking human blood or like animal blood? Like maybe we should be drinking animal blood, right? You know, like the whole idea that like if you're going to, if you're going to kill the animal, like use all of it. I think you're talking yourself into it. That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. I'm in. You know, I'm already in. I'm into all the other parts of the pig. So I would try pig's blood. All right, guys, it is time for our interview with Hella Chen, who is the founder of Subtle Asian Dating. Welcome, Hella. Hi, glad to be here. So excited to have you. <laughs> so let's just start super general, uh, but I'm sure you'll have a lot of specifics to offer. What is Subtle Asian Dating? How did it start? Um, and give our, our listeners just a general idea of what it is. So Subtle Asian Dating uh, is currently a Facebook group of over 330,000 members where people are subtly dating. Um, <laughs> but what that has meant is just there's a lot of memes in the group. Um, friends are kind of marketing each other off on this website. I mean, not on this website, but like within the group. And I guess showing how cool their friends are, but also how attainable their friends are to everybody else, but that people should still like, shoot their shot and date them. And so that has kind of led to this like weird social experiment in the sense of what is it like to have your friends get involved on such a large scale that is also in a public sphere. Um, so there's a lot of people in the group and sometimes there's could be like interns in the group and like their manager could be in the group just because like the age range of this group is so wide. You see like an intern, they could be like have their friend, right? That they're like, a wholesome ABG and that they uh, are down to like suck, you know, boba balls and stuff and I was like man like if my manager saw that I'm like <laughs> but people are not so subtly promoting themselves not so subtly promoting their friends I'm um, sorry I have a question yeah. down to suck boba balls are we talking literally or figuratively <laughs> what are we talking about I, I think that's the idea Jen. <laughs> I mean why not both <laughs> okay so like yeah not so subtle okay <laughs> you know, I mean it is subtle right like you know down to suck boba balls like literally no that's not subtle that's not subtle <laughs> There's nothing subtle about that. I know what that means. Hella, I I don't think that you were one of the founding members of Subtle Asian Traits, but we did read that Subtle Asian Dating came out of Subtle Asian Traits. And so we were wondering if you could talk a little bit about what goes on in Subtle Asian Traits and then why you decided to create SAD. 
Do people call it sad? Yep. Okay. <laughs> the truth comes out. It's unfortunate. Okay, yeah? I kind of love it. Um, so I was a part of Asian Traits in like October, and I really enjoyed the group and the atmosphere. But within the group, I kind of noticed there were like a lot of posts about relationships and cuffing season, and people were being like, this person is so hot. And like people were starting to kind of make these date auction kind of style posts. <laughs> and so I definitely saw a need for it. And that's kind of where the idea for Subtle Asian Dating had came out of. Like it was inspired by some of the content in Subtle Asian Traits. And so I don't think I intended to like make a group but I think I just intended to kind of separate conversations in subtle Asian traits in the sense of I was like I want to be single I just want my memes I want my traits all of these attractive people at least people trying to like date like they could just go somewhere else and so I was like if I make this group maybe they'll just migrate over here and keep the conversation going without having Wait, so them. you made it to get rid of them yeah <laughs> I think it's like backfired on me real quick <laughs> okay okay I see I see uh, so what else goes down that. in subtle Asian traits that you wanted to see there and just as as a as a dumb white guy who has no idea what anyone is talking stay about in your here, corner stay in your corner <laughs> stop talking but i just i need to know like what what does that what does it even what does subtle asian traits mean like mm-hmm. what is that a reference to and what is being discussed in this community I, I i'm so out of the loop so i think subtle asian traits are just like kind of these traits that we identify with right. the majority of the people in this group are kind of Asians who are in a mix between like Western and Eastern cultures. And so that leads to like, for example, you know, not being white enough for your white friends, but also not being Asian enough for like your Asian friends. And so just like in this weird uh, mix where it's just too Asian here, too white there. And so it's kind of like a place where it's just like Asian Americans, Asian Australians are having this kind of space that they've never really had. Like they've had it before, but like another um, version of this space just a place for like Asians who are growing up in Western cultures, but also still have roots to like their ancestors or to their families, as well as their own like Asian culture, have been able to like, connect and realize that some of these things that we always thought were kind of abnormal are actually pretty normal. You know, there's been moments where I was like, this is a little too real, where it's like your parents, they, they never say they love you, but they'll just bring you a fruit while you're studying, like, and that's it. And then they just walk out of the room. What are some other examples? You know, using bubble tea as a uh, personality trait, like it's like everything's going wrong, but you know as long as you have bubble tea like that kind of thing mispronouncing chinese words or mispronouncing like other um asian languages but not being able to like retort back because it's like you don't have the uh, vocabulary like the language ability but you know you're saying everything wrong because like you can speak the language but you obviously aren't like as native as like if you had been born or raised there since you like often speak the language at home in like your private sphere um so it's kind of interesting to see it happen in some of the public facebook group where you're getting like connect with them and then you said hella that people were making these auction style posts can you just describe a little bit more what that means auction style (laughs) so auction style kind of is where a friend will be like hey you're single you're ready to mingle or i'm gonna make you for smingle um and so that leads to people hyping up their friend you know telling you know making it so that this person is being marketed out to other members in the community so that other people would want to like shoot their shot which is like you know send a dm let them know that they're interested and hopefully get rid of that friend as a single person that's so cool i mean do you think that this is unusual having friends talk you up like that for prospective dates but i think it seems so effective so have you seen like is it effective to have your friends talk you up 
<laughs> I think like outside of dating, just like having in, in a way, subtle Asian dating also like is helping strengthen a lot of like friendships. Looking at the quality of these posts, the fact that people are writing essays and making videos, they're directing videos, they're writing scripts, writing essays that are being heavily revised and fact checked and cited and sourced. This is like a labor of love, and to see your friends undertaking that labor just so you could like find a date or just so that you would stop complaining about your single life, I think it's just so <laughs> fantastic. And like you know, even if you don't end up dating anyone or end up finding romance like the real winner is like the friends you have because even though they have roasted you in the in the con section like oftentimes with some of these posts like where they just like reveal your weaknesses and it's like dirty laundry that they're hanging out but they've (laughs) also really hyped you up and are appreciative of you and it shows like that when they describe you as you know someone who's kind and down to listen and is like emotionally available and those kind of traits seeing that i was like i want someone to do this for me and so it's so fantastic to see friends encouraging each other like this like you know dating is a hard process and a lot of times you're doing it on your own and you just report back to your friends but having your friends having them in this game with you is just so fantastic because you do get a lot of support that's so cool i mean i think your friends probably know you better than you do in a lot of respects so Mm -hmm. um helpful to have them yeah like tout your pros and your cons yeah and in a way it's also like when you see someone like game profile like oh this person is too good to be true what's their flaws and like seeing that con is really nice but at the same time when someone is like talking themselves up a lot you're like this person is not humble at all like look at this ego but when someone else does it on your behalf you're like okay this is from the perspective of another person and also it shows that like i think with dating like a lot of people are like oh i'm ready to date but i think strong friendships are a good signal of dating in the sense of a friendship shows that you're able to have an emotional connection with someone and a romantic relationship is that just on a more intense and a higher level and so if you're able to have a basic um, capability of having a friendship i think that shows that you're even better for a relationship you should create an app where you create and manage your friend's profile like people sign up in pairs and they create and manage the other person's profile or group dating but you have to manage someone else's profile you're welcome i think you're gonna make millions So there are other apps like that. Like I, like I mentioned, like this idea of like your friends being a part of your process isn't uh, a new idea. Like there have been other apps. They but- haven't really worked out though. Mm-hmm. That's just right. Like thing. I feel like Tinder tried the group thing for a while. Then there was like Grouper. There's like a bunch, mm-hmm. but they didn't work out. You could be next and work out. Okay, so I have a question. Um, what do you think are the pros or cons of having a group that is exclusively for this? community for you know Asians that it sounds like maybe our first or second generation mm-hmm. uh, I think one thing that has been really um, fantastic is the fact that like there's a lot of relatable content like even though they're super specific it's general enough that everybody in the group understands it because they've been exposed to it like for example like terms like weeaboo or koreaboo where you know koreaboos and weeaboos are just like super fans of like Korean culture or anime culture and like that's kind of a little bit niche not like in the general like mainstream media but like that's mainstream in like the Asian mm. culture and so like seeing those like specific terms people understand but also like wouldn't make sense outside like for people who haven't been exposed to that side of the internet being able to have like really specific content but also general enough that the group understands has been I think fantastic in the sense of why this group is so successful in the sense of just like how relatable the content is and realizing that that's you being represented out there. Speaking of lingo uh, that people might recognize within the group, but other people might not know, hello, what are potatoes? <laughs> I was reading uh, the, the Slate article about you guys. and uh, you I, got said this, that you- I got this one. They are uh, legumes, vegetables. Stop. They get in your in corner. Ground. Stop. <laughs> All right, Matt, get out of here. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is there another meaning? I mean, they are also that. <laughs> but what are they? <laughs> Well, Hella says she is one, so what are they? <laughs> She's not a legume, I can assure you. 
<laughs> a human legume, a human bean. <laughs> okay, a human bean. I like that. Um, so I think with like the public nature of the Facebook group, like um, how people can see one another's, like in terms of like auction posts as well as like the content we're all sharing within the group, there were initially long ago in the four nations you know before the wholesome maybe jesus attack that kind of thing um <laughs> that was a really bad reference to avatar but it was just that there were a lot of instagram models and like all of these very successful people like, who were initially posting in this group and so what that meant was like for people who weren't instagram models who didn't go to an ivy league who didn't uh, have all of these like successful billionaire millionaire jobs and so like these people were very um present in the group and so for everyone else we kind of felt like potatoes in the sense of we were mm. like just regular kind of hiding underground you know we're beautiful but we're also like better in the dark that kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> so you have skills with those bubble balls that's all i'm hearing <laughs> better in the dark got it <laughs> like you know better underground that kind of thing right like hidden uh-huh. in the soil uh-huh. <laughs> waiting uh-huh. to burst <laughs> better in the dark yeah. i'm pretty yeah. good in the dark too you know yeah <laughs> oh got it but i think like you know well these people were like goddesses and gods amongst us like you know there was a guy who literally <laughs> called himself poseidon and just like had a six pack like an eight pack and it was just like his arms just like refined like he called himself poseidon he call, like his friend called him poseidon and like but that term really caught okay. on like people knew him as poseidon yeah <laughs> okay and so like when you see that you're like wait i don't look anything like that and like that was just so prevalent and so like everyone else who was just like kind of your normal person who was just like your couch potato like you know like a potato <laughs> you kind of just sit there hoping someone like sees that you could become french fries but like aren't french fries you know <laughs> good things come yeah mm-hmm. a lot of good things from potatoes you need process and refinement and a lot of <laughs> just a quick point of clarification a potato is a tuber not a legume as i previously stated <laughs> just making sure we're clear <laughs> proceed but i guess like a potato in the group is just kind of normal people like potatoes you know they're kind of like a part of a normal staple like you appreciate them and you know that they're beautiful but like you don't really highlight the potatoes you kind of focus on like that rosatory chicken that just came out of the oven but the potatoes like on the side that kind of garnish and that's kind of how people had felt like you know obviously you know you need potatoes like in your diet but like at the same time you weren't like living for joy for potatoes often like you were living for that cream brulee or that um, tiramisu and so I'm really into how far you took that those food metaphors. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Just for the record, I love potatoes. Um, when I was growing up, there was this place called Potato 123. And uh, I would get a big potato with uh, cheddar cheese and bacon on it. And it was my favorite. <laughs> well, that sounds, that sounds <laughs> delicious. Do you like that story? <laughs> yeah, it was a good story. <laughs> okay, so tell us about your campaign to highlight the potatoes. Yeah, how are you highlighting those potatoes? <laughs> So um, in the beginning, like when we made the group, so I made the group with um, seven of my other friends. And in the beginning, like we didn't turn on post approval or anything of that sort. And so like people could post freely. And that's why I led to like a lot of like people who were posting for like Instagram and trying to get that clout and stuff unfortunately we're like just regular people and like you know, i'm not like saying that like instagram models are like not something we want but like, i think they're perfect and that they're obviously very accepted but i would say that like for those who didn't fit into that narrative anymore like it just became very hard to post because it was like people would also like leave like toxic comments like um for those who didn't really fit in that narrative of that beauty standard that had been set of like you know looking like a certain way and so anyone who didn't look like that like they got nasty comments like on their posts and in a space where you're like being kind of vulnerable like putting yourself out 
off there. Like, I think that's just terrible. And that's a lot of toxicity. But at the same time, we tried to encourage like others who were kind of feeling a little bit left out. And by like, that was just like, oh, we will turn on post approval for like six hours. And in that time, we're going to try to approve, you know, those who had not felt confident in posting in the sense of that spit time was also going to be heavily moderated by us as a team to make sure that the like, comments were being handled and reported. We have no tolerance for anyone who insults another person, especially like on like these market posts. Um, and so like, you know, even if someone, if someone leaves a comment where it's like, oh, this person is kind of ugly, kind of ugly results in a full ban. Like we don't have a discussion or anything. We just remove that person because it's clear that they aren't capable of respecting the space and realizing how beautiful everyone is. And that, you know, maybe they can use this time away from the group to become a better person. But those are some of our efforts to like highlight our beautiful potatoes and hope that they could become a part of like the mainstream narrative. And I would say with the, how the group is now, like we are, we still get like a couple of like Instagram uh, models and stuff, but potatoes are finally getting a chance to be highlighted and that are like, beautiful and worthy of the love that they deserve. And I'm really excited to kind of see like more people being a part of the process rather than in the beginning where it was just people who were you know that kind of um, unrealistic standards like the gods and goddesses of the group so what sort of stories are coming out of this group in terms of uh, people dating have relationships been formed that you know of so even though these auction posts are not so subtle oh i would say people are subtly actually dating <laughs> okay <laughs> so from what i've been kind of hearing as well as like some of the posts that have been being shared in this group there are you know sad success stories where people had auction posts or people had been promoted in the group and that led to them finding their boyfriend girlfriend or whatever friend um, like there have been sad meetups where people around the world have created events and actually met in real life and that was very Ooh, cool tell us more about those yeah so people um are just organizing events and then they will um, share that event within the group so that way everyone in that kind of area knows and that's been really cool so for example um sad japan uh, did a sad meetup and that resulted in a sad success story. One of the sad Japan organizers had uh, recently, you know, had met someone at that event that she had organized and he had been traveling from New York that week and was like, oh, I'm in town for the sad Japan meetup. I'll go to it. And they were at that event and they hit it off. And um, apparently now they're doing long distance relationship, which I think is just from so... From New York to Japan? Yeah. Wow. And I just think that's so crazy in the sense of like, if this group had an like would they have found them like would they have found each other like no they would never have met <laughs> like i was just like trying to like, think about the logistics because like how they met was just there was a sad japan event he has going to uh, japan that weekend and all of these kind of like things that just came together for them to be together and i was just like you know i, I was just that meme of like that woman just calculating i was just like it just <laughs> like i was just like whoa like shook at like how um all of this kind of just came to be in that sense like just quickly like that as well as the statistical chance of like if this group had met, like, would they have, like, run into each other on the street? Or what would that even have been like? And so I think it's so fantastic that there's, like, even more opportunities to connect with people. And um, I wish them well. And, you know, regardless of uh, whatever happens to the relationship, I think it's just so fantastic that they were able to find each other through this group. Um, and, you know, at a sad meetup. I think it's funny, though, that you created the group because you didn't want to do this. I know. <laughs> 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 I am still thinking about that. Um, so now you find yourself moderating this group that's like way larger than you thought, right? So yeah. how many hours are you spending on it? Um, I would say like when the group first started, we had like around 100 members and we were kind of like, 
initially with that start we were all like what is this group like someone every now and then people would be like what is this group and like that was the post that we would have for that week but someone made a meme of us on subtle asian traits and people were like wait is this an actual group that exists and then on that day we went from like 700 members to 10k and just kept on growing from that so then like kind of like with that rapid start like we were quickly approving like member requests we were also like how to quickly draft up community guidelines we were like oh you know just be respectful like obviously you know basic human decency how hard could that be but that was pretty hard it's hard it's hard yeah and so we had like draft up community guidelines as well as like figuring out how to like having this community grow in the future so we had like turn on post approval which itself is another task in terms of like uh people would then be like start messaging us and be like hey how come my post didn't get approved in the five minutes i posted it or like how come you're making me wait like that kind of thing and dealing with the power of thirst um when the group first started you know it was definitely like a torrential wave of like of thirst coming at us but now like we're more used to the level of thirst and like we're more prepared too and so I would say in the beginning of this, uh, when the group was being formed, like I would have, I was spending around like um, six, seven, eight hours and then kind of sliding by with like sleep and health. And I was like, I hadn't seen my family in a week and I live with them, like <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> but now it's like a lot more sustainable. Like right now, like we have a strong moderator team and, you know, I would say like running sad is definitely, it's not a, it's a full-time job in a sense, but like we have been able to manage it really well. All of us work, make sure that none of us work more than two hours a day and we only need to work really 10 hours a week uh, because we're able to distribute the workload evenly now how many moderators are there uh there's eight so are you dating uh no i think also you said that you mentioned you read this late article and i think my stance is still same on that when i first made this group i like you know i was just like oh what if i made this group and then i invited my crush at that time and then that could have been my subtle way of asking them out on the stage like i was like there could there was like a romantic version to this but at the same time i'm also just like I don't know why people are fighting over a height requirement and guys like the really the only height requirement I need is two feet has four legs and has fur <laughs> and is actually a dog <laughs> um, it's like four legs where should you go with this all right <laughs> <Skanky. laughs> but at the same time like I think dating is something no no I'm tired I've seen enough in this group. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like a grandma now watching all like all of these youngins and then people are like some of like the older people are like, Oh, there's so many youngins in here and I'm like, I agree with you and they're like, Wait, you're their age too and I was like, No, no, no. Mentally I'm a lot older than this group. It's it's like war, you know, like you've seen things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the average age of the group? Um, the average age of the group ranges from like eighteen to twenty two and that's kind of like the most mm-hmm dominant population in the group but at the same time we've seen uh there's also a number of members in the group who are from like 25 to 30 cool um i know we already kind of covered this but i would love to hear more about the kinds of things that people are posting about their friends like i realize you don't have these posts right in front of you Mm -hmm. but like what are some typical things that people say about their friends because i wrote a profile for ali earlier but i want to make it better it was beautiful it needs no changes (laughs) Um, some of the things that people are writing, um, let me see, uh, I'm, I can, uh, let me pull up the Instagram. Okay. Cause we also will, uh, we asked for people in the group who want like, who have posted, if we can have permission to feature them. And that has led to some really cool highlights of posts. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, what is the Instagram handle if people want to check it out? Uh, subtle Asian dating official. Are there unofficial ones? <laughs> 
there were unofficial ones. And that one um, was, I think it was kind of sus in the sense of like, they were posting content from their group without like asking for permission. And I think I'd be kind of a little bit wary of that in the sense of obviously we can't stop people from screenshotting things. But like, I think when you see something public without your own permission, like I, it's always um, such a weird feeling of just something doesn't feel right. And so all the posts we post on our Instagram have been from the permission of the authors as well as the permission of the individual themselves. Consent is key and you know, holding that basic respect of like we respect our members and we want to only do this if they've endorsed and supported it. Um, so some of the things that are obviously um, highlighted in these profiles are definitely a focus on the fact that like people have jobs, you know, can support your boba budget, can you know get that bread, makes money, you know, sugar mama, sugar daddy, that kind of thing. Um, as well as like highlights on like education. So it does feel like a bit in the sense of like your marketing, just like their parents being like, oh, look at how proud they're going to make your parents. Because they look good. Uh, Yeah, it sounds a bit like a resume, just a little bit. (laughs) A little bit, right? Um, There's also things like, yeah, so like studying business, so you know he'll be making bank or um, this man has the best style you've ever seen, just to impress even the grocery store owner, Um, as well as, you know, highlights on their talents, like, you know, being able to be an Instagram uh, boyfriend, Instagram girlfriend, that kind of thing. Um, (laughs) Wait, what does that mean? Sorry, I'm being stupid, but what does that mean being an Instagram boyfriend or girlfriend? (laughs) Oh, where it's just like, they look good, um, but they can also take good photos of you too. <laughs> so, so, you know, a relationship that gives and takes. So that, yeah, they look good, but they're also able to get good photos. So it's like, you know, you'll also get a good Instagram feed in the meantime. Win-win. <laughs> oh, got it. Okay. It's very important. Um, other things that like, you know, will take you to bubble tea and like, um, you know, likes the same food as you, that kind of thing as well. I can get behind that. <laughs> Bonus. <laughs> um, so, you know, other things like works out so you can lift and, you know, can carry you at a rave. Or, um, <laughs> at a rave. <laughs> looks good shirtless. Yeah. So there's also a huge raving culture, um, especially, I guess, for Asians um, in like Western cultures where raves have also been kind of like this interesting like, like physical space of where a lot of like Asian Americans or like Asians like in Western cultures are just at EDM festivals and they just see a lot of other people who are similar to them. Braves are filling a hole in their hearts. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So like, you know, I also love like some of like the most uh, profound things. Like this one post is like, he puts the bang in Bangladesh. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. he puts a slim and Muslim and it's like, it's me, Yusuf, like that kind of thing. Which is, I think it's so fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So I have a question along those lines. Uh, Asia is obviously a, a very, very large uh, area. So uh, how are you doing with like representation of different groups? Are there issues there? So as an admin team, we're very conscious of the representation uh, amongst like Asia, like in the sense of the word Asian uh, represents many different groups um and unfortunately with like you know subtle asian traits as well as like even in subtle asian dating i would say the dominant asian narrative is east asian and so we obviously can't necessarily like change it but we are always conscious of trying to make a space where uh, those who aren't east asian will feel comfortable in for example i'm southeast asian and so it's kind of nice to be able to see like whenever i see someone who is like burmese um, i'm like wait that's my culture, like being represented out there, like go get it, <laughs> that kind of thing. And so I think things that we're very keen on doing is like we try to make sure that our admin team is like is representative of like of those who are other Asian identities, like, you know, for example, South Asian, Southeast Asian, as well as East Asian, as well as, you know, different gender and sexual identities, uh-huh. like queer. Um, so because like, I think 
when you have a diverse team in charge, like that leads to kind of making sure that we're aware of like the nuances and that they're being represented. A lot of companies uh, could take that soundbite. That's a a good one. Yeah. Diverse teams have results. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Continue. And like, I mean, even in a group like this, where I've been appreciative of the diversity, like in our identities, because like, for example, there's been like some controversial posts where I'm kind of like, I don't quite know what this is, but like someone was like, because like they identified as queer and they're like, that's actually very transphobic. And so it was like having that uh, being even thought about, I think is just... Wait, what is it? They identified as what? What's tra- what is it? So they identify as pansexual and so they're like on the queer spectrum. Wait, and that's transphobic? No, no, like the post was transphobic. Uh, why was the post transphobic? Like there was a post that someone was, that we had accidentally approved. Um, and I was, uh, I didn't, I didn't, I, so I was actually me because I was like, I didn't realize it because I was just like, oh, like it's just, I was like, it's another essay. And so I was like reading through it, but like I've seen words, but I didn't like connect the context of it. So like there were words mm. um, he was using that was very transphobic in the sense of he didn't, so he was like, I'm on a date with someone who is um, trans, but I will only call them as a trap in the sense of like this person is a trap because I have been fallen into this trap and it was a lie you know i'm on it i'm on a date because i thought this person was a woman but this person is actually a man what a trap that kind of thing uh-huh. like that's very transphobic language and he's like i i will call him a trap the whole time i will insult and you know degrade this person i'm on a date with that kind of thing and oh that's no good right and so like having like that conversation within the admin team and so having someone who was like queer uh helped us kind of like be able to address that really quickly and remove that content and just being like become more aware of it like for example like i think there's like nuances that we sometimes don't catch on uh, because like we're not aware of it or, like it's not a part of our identity and so we're not quite aware of it as other people might have been because it's been a part of their identity and so i think that's the reason why having a diverse team being represented on the admin side is incredible incredibly important because it's like if there's things that are problematic you have that power and like we are keen on giving that power to people who are able to uphold that responsibility like I think you know people who are like oh hire diverse like you know insert x minority here like I would say that's cool but it doesn't really matter if you don't give them power in that space or if you don't give them the responsibility that they need um, instead of like if you just treat them like a token minority and like we are very keen on making sure that everyone has a responsibility and everyone feels that they are being respected within the admin team as well as being respected within the group and you know we support um, decisions together as well. Have you had problems with non-Asians infiltrating or trying to infiltrate? We do member requests and some of the member requests I have seen um, have been like, I will say, you know, I really appreciate their honesty and in, in the, when they click to submit that member request in terms of like, why are they here? They're like, I'm looking for an Asian honey or I'm looking for an Asian wife to raise me and my two kids. Like, I really appreciate that honesty. And, you know, I will say, but, <laughs> and I, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad that they've been upfront about that because it's like, it's clear that that's not what we're, this group is about. Um, where it's just like clear where it feels like Asian is not a fetish when that's not what we're here for. And like, I would say non-Asians have an, in fact, like higher bar to uphold in the sense of like respect. Like, I think, you know, sometimes respect is just not being a part of the space, but if you really, you're just going to like be a part of the space or whatever, I think you have to hold yourself to an even higher bar of respect. Um, and I would also say like, non-Asians, like there have been non-Asians posting in this group because it's like we, like our guidelines aren't like based on race, but we're just focused on like the Asian identity. And so like for non-Asians who post, like we, if their post meets like our requirements, like we'll uh, approve the post. But I would also say like, you know, their posts don't really fare well as I've seen in the sense of uh, the quality of the content is just eh, like it's 
poor. <laughs> um, like, it's just, like, your generic white guy kind of thing. Those um, guys. Those guys, yeah. I mean, like, they don't do anything. Like, they haven't, like, said anything, like, like that's, like, a red flag or anything. But it's just, like, likes bubble tea, um, can make bank. And, like, they tried to, like, impersonate, like, some of the successful posts. But it's also just clear that, like, they're not living up to the Asian standard or not kidding. <laughs> But in terms of, like, the high bar of, like, um, sometimes content in this group. So there have been, like, non-Asian posts, but at the same time, like, I would say they haven't been able to, like, become the norm or the narrative, which is completely fine. Yeah, they're in the wrong place. <laughs> they're in the wrong group. It's fascinating to me that someone feels so open to be like, I have an Asian fetish, let me in. And you're like, no, <laughs> not how this goes. But thank yeah. you for letting us know. <laughs> yeah, thanks for making that simple. So, Hella, what are your hopes and dreams for SAD? Where do you see this group going in the next couple of years? Hopefully the group will be a little less sad. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but some hopes and dreams for this group. I think I've always just been, um, even though I didn't make this group because like I was like, I love relationships or like I love love. Like I also personally, when some of my friends started dating, I was just like, no, like I'm going to get less attention from both of y'all now. Like what? <laughs> Where I think even though like I feel about relationships, like I think it's been so fantastic to see people having this awesome space to connect as well as a place to kind of express their identity and kind of like to make dating a community aspect. Like and there are other parts of SAD that like aren't necessarily like posted in the Facebook group. So like the SAD has like a couple of group chats that we've created within the group. For example, like the SAD ladies support group where women or femme identifying genders and people in SAD have a kind of like a space to just have join a group chat and with people across the world, but they get to talk about experiences around dating, around like, you know, makeup or like how to shoot their shot at guys or other women like that things too. And so I think that's just been so fantastic in the sense of seeing people make this space their own and be being able to use it as a place to uh, connect with other people and to, you know, build relationships that lead to a happy life. Like we want to continue building healthy, supportive, respectful relationships. And I hope SAD continues to do that, like with um, SAD success stories, with friendships that come out, you know, from SAD meetups, as well as from group chats that have been created and hope just like the conversation just keeps going. Have you been in touch with the founders of Subtle Asian Traits? Um, I think I, you know, shot my shot at them. Like I slid into the DMs and was like, "Hey, uh, I run Southern Asian Dating. Would love to like connect." But I don't think they ever. I think I I got left on. Uh, they didn't even open my message. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just wanted to like connect with them. But at the same time, I think they've also, um, like, you know, I, I fully understand like this is definitely something that grew quickly and having to take a stance on things quickly has been very hard at times, like making decisions. Because like, you know, I recently went to like their description page and they were like, oh, we do not support any other subtle Asian groups. And I fully understand that stance in the sense of like that responsibility it holds. But at the same time, like, sorry, I was inspired, a little too inspired maybe, but yeah. <laughs> I'm out here being sad. <laughs> and is that group now more memes and the dating really has transferred to subtle Asian dating? I would say that the way you had hoped. Um, yeah. So I, I, yeah, there's a lot more memes and the memes have always been like dominant in subtle Asian chain, but like, I just kind of noticed a kind of like more of a shift. And I think it was also like the timing of events, like subtle Asian dating was created around November and people were like, wow, this group really took off after Thanksgiving, huh? Like, you know, haha, cuffing season. And so there was kind of that shift there, but Subtle Asian traits has been, yeah, continuously focused on memes, bubble tea memes, um, kind of all these Asian traits and 
Asian parent culture and all of that stuff. And there's a lot more like dating content within subtle Asian dating now, for sure. But I would say, I think I should have thought about it a little more because I think me being petty, um, I didn't realize that, yeah, the group would migrate over a little bit. Subtle Asian traits, subtle Asian dating, I think it's fantastic. And I think they offer very different things. And I think you should be a part of both groups. Like both groups are incredible. And with like subtle Asian traits, like and subtle Asian dating, I think it's just become over like a complex ecosystem of like Asian media, Asian communities online as well. I had one more question. I read a really uh, interesting comparison between subtle Asian dating and marriage markets, which I read are, uh, I forget in which region. I want to say China. I think it was like Shanghai. Okay. Yeah. Um, where parents show up at parks with pictures of their children and stats and try to match make their children, which I thought was yes. adorable and amazing. <laughs> um, how do you feel about that comparison? And or do you think the fact that that is part of the culture, you know, normalizes the auctioning or do, do you think that there is a connection or no? Um I think, like I said, like, I don't think the idea of, like, sad is, like, anything novel, but I think what makes, has made this group so successful is just, like, the community, that engagement, the, the virality of it, the power of memes, like, I don't know if we're, like, a dating group, but I know we're a meme group that has led to dates, like, <laughs> and I think that's what's also been um, kind of refreshing uh, on that end. But with the Shanghai marriage market, like I definitely think that it's an interesting physical space that has always existed, where unlike instead of your friends, you know, marking you off, it's uh, instead of your parents marking you off, unlike the Shanghai marriage market, it's your friends, and in a way, like your friends are kind of like your family, uh, with how they will roast you up but also support you through the same time, and so. I think it's similar and I think both of them are just trying to make sure that the people they love find love that they deserve. Thank you so much, Hella. It's been a pleasure speaking with you and uh, we really enjoyed it. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm glad I got to talk about the things I've been thinking about. Subtle Asian dating. Uh, uh, <laughs> always on my mind. <laughs> well, I'm sorry that Jen and I can't join, but we wish you the best of luck. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Like I would say it's a really cool space and like I wouldn't like ever exclude anybody because it's like when you start to exclude one group i feel like then who is a group really for but i think these are really important conversations that are happening and i'm really excited to see where they go and the marriages and the divorce that will come out of it let's go (laughs) (laughs) thanks we wish you so much sadness (laughs) thank you well that was awesome. Hella is hella cool. <laughs> I'm sure she gets that all the time. Um, <laughs> and I think it's just such a cool, interesting, different, healthy perspective on dating. And I'm happy to hear that young people are participating in this group. The young people. The young people. I know. I'm so out of touch. I think it's another nice example of how the internet is allowing groups of people to come together and share interests in a positive way in the sense that it's really focused on Asian culture. Dating is just kind of one facet of it. Yeah. So I think that's nice. You know, there's a lot of doomsday stuff out there right now, but it's nice that, you know, they're able to get together and bond over their mothers and dating. (laughs) Absolutely. Again, someone who doesn't date or online date, uh, I, I don't know what's going on in these spaces, but online dating, the Tinders of the world seem like uh, put in a profile and then algorithms match you up and swiping and matching. And this um, community seems to be focused on like more traditional matchmaking. Of, yeah. I have a friend, he or she is lovely in these lovely ways. 
what do you all think? 300,000 people. And then the best, the best uh, bidder or uh, the, the loudest shouter who's kind of saying, Hey, I, I want, I want to date this person that that's how you meet up or match up. It's, it's not, it's an algorithm free zone in some ways. It's very um, old school. Yeah, in that no, way. I think that's great. And I think dating should definitely be that way. <laughs> I think that's way better. Yeah. I love it too. I think, <laughs> as I said earlier, that our friends can often see us better than we can see ourselves. And they probably know what's better for us in a lot of instances than, you know, we know for ourselves. So, yeah, I know Allie's been trying to get you to take over her dating profile, Matt. Uh, No, it's not. No, no, it's not that I've been trying. I'm he actually has. Matt has been lovely. (laughs) I have not sent him things. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is this is a project. I'm also just like a little fatigued from dating. You know what I mean? I'm like taking a break, but maybe hire me. Exactly. Exactly. You should (laughs) be my break. Outsource that shit. I know. I'm working on sleeping at night first. (laughs) I also just really dig this communal aspect to it in that like when you date somebody, they do become a part of your friend group. And I think we've all had the experience of somebody our friend is dating. We don't really like them or maybe that they're married to. And you're like, oh man, got to hang out with them again. And it's like, I just wish I could just be with my friend. Um, But if you as a friend... When they marry someone you don't like, that's the end. (laughs) So you can have an active part as a friend in choosing somebody you also want to hang out with that your friend can date. So (laughs) I'm into that. You know, I do have to say one interesting thing that I read on behalf of online dating is that it's actually supposedly led to a rise in interracial couples, which is really cool because people are meeting... That's awesome outside of their immediate groups. Well, score one for the algorithms then. You know, we've talked about this at length of like, do friends and family really know what's best for you? Or with enough data, can you crunch out like the the best like match? And I think the data is going to show that over time, more happy marriages are coming out of data. That's going to be my guess. But um, maybe, hopefully I'm wrong, perhaps, for humanity's sake. Wait, you think more happy marriages are going to come out of data? Yeah, out of like algorithmic data-based matchmaking versus like, my grandma thinks that you're great and you should match. Like, we've been, we've been doing bad matchmaking and forced marriages and like, you know, trading women as property from one family to another for hundreds of thousands of years I think Tinder's better than that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Anything's better than trading women as property. That's a low bar. (laughs) Let's be honest. But I don't know that the marriages are going to be any better because, and you'll see when you start online dating for me, it's really like, it's just a a little bit of data has nothing to do with the real world chemistry and interactions. No, no, but we've been over this. We've been over this. If you you, um, lived uh, 50, 100 years ago, you had access to like seven potential matches and you had to settle for the best one and hope your life worked out. And now I think you've got hundreds, 500, 1,000 potential matches. And yeah, it's tedious and it's gross and there's a lot of missteps and whatever. But I think your ability to be choosier will will ultimately over time and over statistics will will lead you to a better better outcomes statistically over the, over the human population is my theory. Or here. you'll never find someone. Yeah, I think humans are still going to keep making bad choices. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, then you you get the whole, you know, is it the paradigm of choice or whatever? Yes, of course. Yeah. That's that's our our current problem. But I guess to your point about chemistry is like if you acknowledge that like yes, you as a person will have chemistry with someone or or some group of people out there in the world, you have a better chance of identifying those chemistry matches if you 
go on a lot of dates or or go through a lot of data versus the seven people that your friends and family might know that are also single that are your age that could possibly as someone who's been on 3746 first dates i think it's just a lot of luck I, I have a friend, um, and hopefully I'm not speaking out of turn here. Is it no. me? No. <laughs> You'll know immediately that it's not you. Although you are my only friend. I don't know what I'm saying. Okay. No, um, I, I no, actually have another kidding. friend. Um, she... It, is it me? No. <laughs> it's not you. I said she. Um, so she grew up in China, um, and her parents are pretty traditional in that they wanted... So she grew up in China, but they're actually of originally from another culture, not Chinese. Uh, but they're very traditional that they wanted to matchmake her. Um, and she waited until she was older, but uh, she held, held out. And she eventually found somebody on her own. Um, and it wasn't through online. I think it was just in real life she met a person. Uh, they got married. It didn't work out. And now she's in an interesting place as a mid-30s woman where she is living in a big city uh, in the United States, online dating, and has expressed to me that she longs for uh, the like maybe a little more structure in, in like some of the things that were important to her parents, like somebody else just like mm. giving her those things to say, you should be looking for this because I, I think she is completely overwhelmed at this point. So there has to be some sort of happy medium. <laughs> That's a great story. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we want to hear your thoughts on this, of course, as always. So tweet at us. I'm at June Bugger, J-O-O-N-B-U-G-G-E-R. I'm at Allie Gold, A-L-L-I-G-O-L-D. And you can also email us at 2G1podcast at gmail.com. Uh, if we love your email, we might read it on air uh, and or leave us a voicemail. And as you now know, we have a new segment. Uh, we're working on the title of it, but we might play your voicemail. So if you'd like to do that, uh, call us. And that number is 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6LIT. And you can join us in our Discord server, uh, discord.gg slash 2G1P, where there's a conversation going around which guests uh, to bring onto the show, what questions we should ask the guests that we've selected, and many, many other things. So discord.gg slash 2G1P, you might be able to uh, join us there. We might be there when you pop in. And Ali, if they want to contribute to 2G1P, how do they do that? Patreon.com slash 2G1P. All right, folks, we will see you next time. Two Girls, One Podcast is hosted by Jennifer Jamula and Allison Goldberg and immediately blocked on Facebook and being produced by Matt Silverman in New York City. This episode was edited by Danny Matias. Production assistance is provided by thepodglomerate.com. This show is a production of The Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet. Don't forget to subscribe and smash that like button wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Podglomerate. A sonic universe. Speaking of blood play, let's just get into the subject of dating because we know. Yeah, yeah, that they go together. <laughs> you guys that was, are into uh, that. Smooth, yeah, smooth transition. Cool. <laughs> I'm on board. <laughs>